welcome back, players, playerettes, dudes, dudettes, and anything in between. This is the March version of Patreon Random Surprise. You never know what we're going to do. In fact, we don't even know what we're going to do. We just go with what you know strikes us at the time. And in this one, Murph doesn't even know what we're going to do. So I'm going to surprise him with a lot of things, aren't I? Oh, yeah. So uh, hang in there with me, everybody. I'm not sure which way this is going to go today. Hey, well, look, this is going to be fun. So what I told him, just the only tease I told him, I said, I have a collection of stories here of weird headlines. I started scanning stuff and I started seeing these weird stories. So I started searching for weird, and these are all crime related. So some of them are very topical. Some of them actually just happened a few days ago. And then some of them happened uh, quite a while ago. But there's a couple that happened, you know, within the last couple of weeks that are just going to be funny. So let me tee this first one up, Steve. All right. And before we do that, we got to tell, right, what do we always, we forget, we don't want to forget to do this. Thank you guys for being players. We appreciate so much the fact that you guys support us, that you give us your harder money during these times so that we can bring you fun, joviality, jocularity, you know, just, just everything that ends in an ITY. That's, that's what we're here for. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, we couldn't, if it wasn't for you, we wouldn't be doing this. You're giving us an opportunity to have some fun. Um, and tell some pretty cool stories and, and bust some chops. And uh, we've got some uh, future guests coming up that we think you're really going to like. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you very much. So, hey, thank let's you. get into this first one. So, Steve, and this is one of those things, you know, it's like you heard that old saying, revenge is the dish best served cold. Mm-hmm. So, uh, fact, a little bit of your family history goes back to the Hatfields and McCoys, right? Absolutely. That's I got family on both sides. <laughs> <laughs> so they've been taking out revenge on each other for a couple centuries here, right? Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, you know, they supposedly they have calmed down now and they get along and they hold uh, reunions together and stuff like that. But, you know, there's still some underlying uh, issues, I'm sure. Well, here's an underlying issue for this woman who has been accused of attempted murder. And it started with... Believe it or not, it started with the drone strike back in 2020 when uh, we killed General Soleimani when he landed in Iraq. He was the head of uh, the Iranian, basically, military military intelligence part. He was one of the top terrorists in the world, and so we took him out with the drone strike. You know, we made mm-hmm. him room temperature. Mm-hmm. So, police. Woman stabs date in Las Vegas area hotel room in retaliation for U.S. drone strike that killed Iranian leader. This is two years later. We killed the dude in 2020. (laughs) How does she think this is going to be a defense? (laughs) A woman is accused, this comes from Henderson, Nevada. So a woman is accused of stabbing her date she had met online in retaliation for the 2020 death of an Iranian leader killed in an American drone strike, police wrote in court documents. Nika Nikubin, 21, faces charges of attempted murder, battery with a deadly weapon, and burglary. So. You might be asking yourself, so how did this come about? How did this happen? (laughs) As with all things millennial, you're in this day and age, online dating. So Nikubin and the victim met online on the dating website, Plenty of Fish. (laughs) Now, there's a reputable. (laughs) That should give you a clue right there. There's going to be a problem here. Plenty of Fish. Is is there a media company like Douchebags or Us or something? Uh, no, we we dealt with those guys, remember? <laughs> oh, yes, we did. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we did. Yes, we did. So, Nakubin and the victim met online on the dating site 
dating website, Plenty of Fish. Uh, the duo then agreed to meet at a Sunset Station at Sunset Station on March 5th, renting a room together. So, you know, I guess that's what they do. So now the next question is you got is, how did this happen? So, <laughs> gents, if you meet a 21-year-old and she asks you to turn the lights off and put a blindfold on, so, while in the room, the pair began engaging in sexual activity when Nakubin put a blindfold on the victim and turned off the lights. Several minutes later, the victim felt a pain on the side of his neck. Nakubin stabbed the victim in the neck for revenge against U.S. troops for the killing of Qasim, uh, Qasim Soleimani in 2020. U.S. forces killed Soleimani in a drone strike in January of 2020. Steve, this is two years and three months later, basically. This is and- so ridiculous. So, after the stabbing, the victim pushed her off of him and ran out of the room to call 911. So, if you're in the midst of engaging in sexual activity, the lights are off, you have a blindfold on, what are the chances you think you ran out of that room with any kind of clothing on? (laughs) Uh, Probably pretty slim. (laughs) Who knows what you got on? (laughs) Well, guess what? Nakubin also ran out of the room telling a hotel employee she had just stabbed a man. Very nice for you to confess right after you did it. When talking to police, Nikubin told investigators she wanted revenge. She said she had listened to a song called Gravedigger, which gave her the motivation to carry out her revenge. A prosecutor set bail at $60,000. Prosecutor or judge set bail. Prosecutors say Nikubin has no ties to the Las Vegas community. Jeez, that's uh, so obviously they've uh, sent her in for some psychological testing, right? What a wackadoo. Well, so here's 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 a tip for you guys that want to do psychological testing. Don't turn the lights off and don't put a blindfold on. <laughs> and don't use plenty of fish. <laughs> well, guess what? Um, I was just looking up. Um, Grave Digger is a song by Dave Matthews from his debut solo album, Some Devil. So she was listening to Dave Matthews singing Grave Digger, and this inspired her to take action. Dang. I mean, I like the Dave Matthews band, but they've never inspired me to harm anyone. No. Nope. <laughs> you know, it's just these are examples of how wackadoo people really are out there. Yeah. Well, you know, with her name, what nationality is she? She's Iranian. Oh. So, and this guy obviously was ex-military or head of the, you know, Joint Chiefs of Staff and ordered that hit. No, that, um, well, yeah, apparently he was. He was, you know got caught up on the website Plenty of Fish and decided to go meet a 21-year-old in a Las Vegas, you know, room somewhere. Okay. That brings a whole new uh, meaning to the word escort service, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Well, speaking of people who uh, uh, are disguised, you know, put something over their face, let's say, here's this next one. This next one actually comes from about July of 2021. But the headline is, I will show you what I do to serial killers. Costume vigilante vows to hunt murderer. So the sub-paragraph basically leading into this. So this is a threat to you. When I find you, I will show you what I do to serial killers. A masked man who calls himself Shadow Vision warned a suspected serial killer in Little Rock, Arkansas. I am hunting you right now. (laughs) And the dude looks like, he looks like, um, uh, uh, Deadpool, the you know Ryan Reynolds when he played Deadpool, oh, yeah. he's got you know kind of the the mask on and everything, and a samurai sword. So a, a self-professed superhero who calls himself Shadow Vision has been patrolling the capital of Arkansas, vowing to hunt down an apparent serial killer in the area. Here is my question: 
how do we know you're not the serial killer? Isn't that the truth? Holy and the cow. other thing, too, is if you're running around in costume, you're going to be pretty easy for the cops to identify. Hey, <laughs> there's a dude with a samurai sword on his back wearing a mask and, a, and an emblem on the front of some kind. I think we know it's who. Oh, I'm looking at this picture. Here. <laughs> <laughs> what the heck? Uh, so a pair of handcuffs hanging off his belt. On Thursday, he told a follower on his Facebook page that he was in Little Rock this week hunting the serial killer. I know the serial stabber is keeping an eye on my page here. Well, that's kind of narcissistic. Um, so this is a threat to you. When I will find you, I will show you what I do to serial killers. I'm hunting you right now. So um, you will go out and you will hunt somebody down who has not been arrested or charged um, or tried and convicted in a court of law, and you think somehow you magically have all the information you need to do to convict somebody and kill them. So who's the serial killer here? Exactly. You know, and here's the scary part. He's got uh, 4,444 fans, <laughs> and he classifies his page as community service. <laughs> <laughs> well, he says he's already exterminated two serial killers. Yeah, Right. Tan him out to admit. To well, he is not. He is not Drexter, or what's his name? Drexter, Dexter. I'm sorry, Dexter. Like on, the, I think it's an HBO series about a guy who works in a pathology lab and is a serial killer. So, look, uh, the, look what strapped his leg down. He's got one of those. I don't know. Is that a Japanese fighting knife or spear? I don't know what you call that thing. Yeah, I, whatever it is, it's going to make you stand out. It's going to make it easy for the. You know, it's one of those things. People. People like this are narcissists. They do this for the attention. Because I can tell you, yeah. anybody who comes into town driving around and costumed up like that is going to get reported pretty damn quickly. Well, and that helmet he's wearing it makes him look like, is it Ant-Man on the Marvel series? <laughs> <laughs> well, it, so, I mean, there have been four knife attacks, three of which were fatal in Little Rock since August of 2020. Investigators believe they are connected. So technically that means... You got to look at the circumstances, but there's a difference between a serial killer, a spree killer, and a mass killer. So you have to make sure, you know, is it a spree killer? Uh, you know, does it, is it mass killing where all the killings happen in one place at one time? Like, uh, unfortunately, like Virginia Tech or Newtown, or is it a spree killer, somebody who kills uh, a few people, but in a in a period of time, like over 24 or 48 hours? That's not a serial killer. Right. Um, and then a serial killer, there has to be a cooling off period. Now, the FBI definition says uh, at least two crimes of which during the time there's a cooling off period. So again, we don't know, but he says, I am shadow vision, a real life superhero. I protect the innocent at whatever cost I would sacrifice my own life, own life to safe. This is exactly the way he wrote it. Not safe, but safe and innocent life. Yeah. Like I said, he claims to have exterminated two other serial killer years ago, uh, though that information has not been verified. He told oxygen.com via email on Friday that one of the exterminated killers was in North Carolina while the other one was in Arkansas back in the 1990s. Also, I love hunting high-ranking gang members. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> if they see this, they're going to come after him. You know that. You know, sometimes, uh, well, and here's interesting. Sometimes he teams up with fellow North Little Rock defenders, master legend and anti-hero. But for the most part, Shadow Vision works alone. Yes. Well, here's the other thing, too. He typically wears a steel helmet, bulletproof chest, backplate, shoulder pads, fanged arm cuffs, handcuffs, two steel sides. I think that's what you're talking about, strapped to his thighs, and two katanas. He dresses all in black. When asked on his Facebook page, he says it takes him about 20 minutes to get suited up. However, here's, his, here's what he says. 
He says he feels he is getting close to catching the serial killer. In fact, he already claims to have his name, which mm-hmm. I call bullshit on that one. You know what? I think we ought to call Mike Neal in Arkansas and say, hey, brother, you got a new target okay, here. Mike, we need you to roll. By the way, Mike is going to run for sheriff again. I remember when we entered him, like, I ain't going to run for sheriff again. And then I just messaged him. I said, what the fuck are you thinking? He's <laughs> running for sheriff again. <laughs> Glutton for punishment. Glutton for punishment. Anyway, but, so you we, know, that's a law enforcement professional. He's still, you know, he still wants to help the public. That's what it's about. He's he's the Tom Brady of crime fighting. He, he's not going <laughs> to, he unretires. He comes back. <laughs> Screw those kids. <laughs> I'm going back. Look, I saw a meme that says, hey, look, I can take 300 pound linemen chasing after me. I just can't handle four kids all day. So I'm going back to the NFL, you know? Yeah, there you go. All right. Well, hey, I thought that was a fun one. So, hey, how about another one? Let's have another fun one. You ready? <laughs> I'm ready. Oh, this this is a good one. <laughs> oh man. Well, hey, look, we both have exes, right? Yeah, we do. How pissed is your ex at you? In other words, would she be accused of plowing through your funeral and char- and vandalizing a statue of Jesus? Oh no, I, I mean we don't get along, but I don't think she would do that. <laughs> that's pretty, that's pretty severe. And what the hell is wrong with you Minnesota people? A Minnesota woman who allegedly plowed through a cemetery during her ex-boyfriend's funeral services has now been accused of a prior act of chaos. Blair Witten, 28, made headlines in May, and this would have been uh, May of 2021, so, you know, less than a year ago. Yeah. After she tried to run over people at a Fargo, North Dakota cemetery. Fargo. I just finished watching season three of Fargo. Oh, uh, As they were putting Colin McDonald, 24, to rest, multiple complainants reported Witten was driving her vehicle inside the cemetery in a manner with extreme indifference for human life, which created a substantial risk of serious bodily injury to persons in the cemetery. She knew she wasn't welcome, and what she did instead of leaving peacefully was try to run somebody over and then run somebody else over, which was me, Garika Charbonneau, uh, McDonald's current girlfriend, said. Nobody was physically injured uh, at the cemetery, but uh, she was, as they say here, she was, she had become persona non grata after after reportedly penning bizarre negative social media posts following his death. She even posted that she had killed McDonald, even though he died in his sleep following surgical complications. Good grief. Again. Well, you know what? We need shadow vision to go look into that. Shadow vision, if you're listening. If you're listening, unfriend us and go listen to somebody else if you're shadow vision. Man, so they say friends and family at McDonald's say they've been dealing with threats and harassment from Witten for at least five years before McDonald's death. She was charged with one count of misdemeanor, reckless endangerment. Uh, she pleaded not guilty. Now, it appears that Witten is accused of another bizarre act just weeks before the cemetery incident, a marble statue of Jesus. Mm. And you got just like Ricky Bobby, <laughs> tiny little... Dear baby Jesus, wrapped in mm. swaddling clothes, a marble statue of Jesus, which stood outside St. Mary's Cathedral in downtown Fargo, was spray-painted black during the morning hours of April 17th. Investigators allege that Witten was the culprit. You know, what was, what was her motive? <laughs> Who knows? This is wow. one crazy chick. You ain't kidding. You'd hope that uh, somebody would get her some counseling somewhere along the line here before she really does hurt somebody, you know? Or some Valium. I mean, calm the fuck down. (laughs) (laughs) 
That's very true. Oh man, I just when I when I heard that one, it was like, oh my god. <laughs> uh, you know, we should title this whole episode. You can't make this shit up. <laughs> you can't. That's what you can't make this shit up. So <laughs> it's funny you should say that because. Hey, everybody, you've been listening to a sample of the great content Murph and I put together over at patreon.com slash game of crimes. Now, there's almost 40 minutes to go in this particular episode. We call You Just Can't Make This Shit Up. These are some of the funniest stories that we have found just by going through the Internet finding what's really happening out there. Sometimes fact is stranger than fiction. And in fact, one of the things you'll have to learn from this episode is the one story that Murph and I think is the winner. So if you want to find out which one the winner is, come on over to patreon.com slash game of crimes. Also, we have over at Another 80 different posts covering everything. I mean, we do our Q&A section every month where we get questions from you, our players, our listeners. We cover everything. There is no topic that is off limits. Everything from what kind of cases do we work to what's our favorite food to some of the best places we've been to, some of the most dangerous things we found. So this is one of the funnest episodes we do. It's what you tell us you want to hear from us. And so we do that every month in our Q&A. We also do our bonus episodes. We have a new bonus episode coming up. If you're at the Garden into the realm or higher. We've got Dave and Chris, two guys you got to hear. These are the reason season three of Narcos was made. They helped bring down the Cali cartel. You've got to hear their story. You got to find out why after Murph and JP, season one and two of Narcos, they had to do a season three and find out how do you take down the Cali cartel. We also do our case of the month. Murph and I take up uh, turns figuring out what case we're going to talk about. Sometimes these are a little bit humorous. Sometimes they're lighthearted. Sometimes they're devastating cases, uh, some homicides, things like that. So we dive into the details. We tell you what it takes to work cases like this and even more. Um, if you're at the Warden of the Throne, we do our monthly bonus video for you guys, just for you. But we got a fun one coming up, too. At the end of this month, we will be doing our live stream Narcometer review of Patriot Games. Yes, this was the Irish month. We were going to talk about either Patriot Games, The Irishman, or The Road to Perdition, and Patriot Games won out. So the Narcometer will be done this month. So make sure you tune in and find out what Murph and I have to say about the accuracy and authenticity and where we rate it on the scale of the Narcometer, 1 to 10 kilos. So if you guys like that, we have this and a bunch more. Just click on the link in the episode notes and head on over and join us or go to patreon.com slash game of crimes. Take a look at all the fantastic content and see which level you want to be a player at in the biggest, baddest, most dangerous game of all, the game of crimes. 